0: Chapter Twenty Three of the Conquest. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phyllis Vincelli. The Conquest by Oscar Michaud. Chapter Twenty Three Where the Negro Fails. Long before I came west and during the years I had spent on the homestead, my closest companion was the magazines. From the time Thomas W. Lawson's Frenzied Finance had run as a serial article in a leading periodical, to Ida M. Tarbell's The History of the Standard Oil Company, i fairly devoured special articles on the subjects of timely interest i enjoyed reading anything that would give me a more complete knowledge of what made up this great country in which we live and which all americans are given to boasting of as the greatest country in the world And this brings to my mind certain conditions which exist concerning the ten-odd millions of the black race in America. And more, this in itself had a tendency to open wider the gap between a certain class of the race and myself. There are two very distinct types or classes among the American Negroes i am inclined to feel that this is more prominent than most people are aware i have met and known those who are quick to think practical conservative as well as progressive while there are those who are narrow in their sympathies and short-sighted in their views now as a matter of argument my experience has taught me there are more of this class than most colored people have any idea the worst feature of this situation however is that a large number of the latter class have commingled with the former in such a way as to easily assume all the worthy proportions they are a sort of dog in the manger and are not in accord with any principle that is practical and essential to the elimination of friction and strife between the races. Among the many faults of this class is that they do not realize what it takes to succeed, nor do they care but spend their efforts loudly claiming credit for the success of those who are honest in their convictions and try to prove themselves indispensable citizens. Nothing is more obvious and proves this more conclusively than to take notice, as I have, of their own selection of reading matter. Now, for instance, a few years ago, a series of articles under the title of Following the Color Line appeared in a certain periodical, the work of a very well-known writer whose specialty is writing on social conditions, strikes, etc. In justice to all concerned, the writer described the conditions which his articles covered, just as he found them and in this in my opinion he differed largely from many of the southern authors whose articles are still inclined to treat the ethiopians as a whole as the old time-worn aunt and uncle not intending to digress i want to put down here that negroes as a whole are changing to some extent the same as the whites and no liberty-loving colored man appreciates being regarded as aunt or uncle even though some of these people were as honorable as could be this is a modern age now getting back to the discussion that i seem to have for the moment forgotten and as regards the article while worthy in every respect It was no different in its way from any number of other articles published at that time, as well as now, that deal on great and complex questions of the day. Yet this article caused thousands of colored people, who never before bought a magazine or book, to subscribe for that magazine. It was later published in book form and is conspicuous in the libraries of many thousands of colored families. What I have intended to put down in this lengthy discourse regarding my race is: if they see or hear of an article concerning the race, they will buy that magazine to read the article spoken of and nothing more. Since living in the state, As a recreation, I was in the habit of taking trips to Chicago once or twice a year, and as might be expected, I would talk of South Dakota. In the course of a conversation, I have related a story of someone's success there and would be listened to with unusual attention as i had found in them many who were poor listeners at these times when i found myself the object of so much undivided attention i would warm up to the subject until it had evolved into a sort of lecture and remarks of my you don't say so and just think of it would interrupt me and a colored man No, I would correct, the least bit hesitant, a white man. Then, just like the sun disappearing behind a cloud, all interest would vanish. Furthermore, I have on occasions of this kind had attention of a few minutes before turned to remarks of criticism for taking up the time relating the success of a white man the idea is prevalent among this class that all white people should be rich and regardless of how ideal the success has been i learn that no white person could be accepted as an example for this class to follow by reading nothing but discussions concerning the race by all but refusing to accept the success of the white race as an example and by welcoming any racial disturbance as a conclusion that the entire white race is bent in one great effort to hold him the negro down he cannot very well feel the thrill of modern progress and is ignorant as to public opinion therefore he is unable to cope with the trend of conditions and has become so condensed in the idea that he has no opportunity that he is disinteresting to the public one of the greatest tasks of my life has been to convince a certain class of my racial acquaintances that a colored man can be anything now on the entire little crow reservation less than 800 miles from Chicago, I was the only colored man engaged in agriculture, and moreover, from Megory to Omaha, a distance of 300 miles. There was only one other Negro family engaged in the same industry. Having lived in the cities, I, therefore, was not a greenhorn, as some of them would try to have me feel when they referred to their clubs and social affairs. Among the many facts that confronted me as I meditated the situation, one dated back to the time I had run on the road. The trains I ran on carried thousands monthly into the interior of the Northwest. Among these were a great number of emigrants fresh from the old countries, but there was seldom a colored person among them and those few that i had seen with few exceptions went on through to the pacific coast cities and engaged in the same occupation they had followed in the east during these trips i learned the greatest of all the failings were not only among the ignorant class but among the educated as well although more agreeable to talk to They lacked that great and mighty principle which characterizes Americans, called the initiative. Colored people are possible in every way that is akin to becoming good citizens, which has been thoroughly proven and is an existing fact. Yet they seem to lack the guts to get into the Northwest and do things. In seven or eight of the great agricultural states there were not enough colored farmers to fill a township of thirty-six sections another predominating inconsistency is that there is that love of luxury they want street cars cement walks and electric lights to greet them when they arrive i will remember it was something near two years before i saw a colored man on the reservation until the road had been extended. They had never come west of Orristown, but as the time for the opening arrived, the kitchens and hotel dining rooms of Megory and Callis were filled with waiters and cooks. During the preparation for the opening, the commercial club of Megory had lengthy circulars printed, with photographs of the surrounding country, farms, homes, and the like, to accompany these circulars described briefly the progress the country had made in the four years it had been opened to settlement and the opportunities waiting by giving the name and address the club would send these to any address or person with the statement by the request of whoever gave the name I gave the name of not less than one hundred persons and sent them personally to many as well. I wrote articles and sent them to different newspapers edited by colored people in the East and other places. I was successful in getting one colored person to come and register my oldest brother End of chapter twenty three